police officers now in New York City are just driving by. If they see a gun, they keep going. Is that what we want as a city? Is that what we want as a city across our country? So the criminals can take over and do what they want? I don't think so. But let's get back to the shooting in Ohio. So a police officer reacts, attends a crime scene, was called in, and reacts the way they're taught to react. A person's life's in danger, they use lethal force, and they take that person down. To me, I think that's policing. You can argue that, yes, the police officer could have shot her in the leg, could have maybe shot her in the arm. I get it, sitting on a couch looking at what happened. And I'm not a police officer or never was, but put yourself in that position. You need to make a split-second decision, split-second, to either save a person's life who, in the police officer's opinion, in my opinion, was an innocent person, or take down a person who was committing a violent act, a crime. What would you do? Think about that for a second. You couldn't physically subdue the person because they were too far away. And what if you let that person stab that girl and that girl died? What would people be saying? Oh, the police didn't react. The police didn't do their job. Well, you know, unfortunately, they're in a no-win situation a lot of times. There are many bad apples out there. Not many, but there are bad apples out there in everything you do in society. Policing, corporate America, sports. You always find people who are not the best people in the world doing things, okay? That should be the anomaly. That shouldn't be the, the norm. And I don't think it is. I think what happens with the media today, social media, television media, quote-unquote fake news, is they want reactions, they want stories. So that what they do, again, in my opinion, is try to get reactions that are controversial from people. They don't want to talk about the mundane. They don't want to talk about the guy or the, the, the Boy Scout helping the old lady across the street. That's boring. That's 1960. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about Kim Kardashian or a Kardashian or another celebrity getting lip injections or who they're dating. Think about that for a second. So the media is supposed to be fair and unbiased. Clearly it's not. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Put on CNN, five minutes later put on Fox. Same issue, two totally different opinions and conversations. Not saying what's right or wrong, but it's clearly not the facts because the facts would be the same on both stations. But you don't hear that. You hear opinion. You hear the Star Magazine type of media that's going on today in society. And again, I'm all over the place right now, but I want to divert back to, again, the Ohio shooting. Compare it to the the Derek Chauvin case. The officer in the Chauvin case, Detective Chauvin, was found guilty on all counts. Gentleman, or the officer, approached the scene. They didn't know what was going on. Had his knee on the gentleman's neck, Mr. Floyd, for nine minutes. 
Was that wrong? In my opinion, absolutely. Did he stand over and have a cavalier look on his face while detaining Mr. Floyd? Absolutely. However, after talking to a couple of police officer friends that I have, what should have happened in proper policing is as soon as they handcuffed Mr. Floyd before Derek Chauvin ever got to the crime scene, he should have been in the car, George Floyd, and gone. Okay? There's no discussion. There's no conversation. If he's arrested, he's in handcuffs. You put him in the car, which he was in the car, and you leave and you take off. And then you deal with his actions in a legal way. You bring him into the police station. You, you book him on the charges that he's been brought up on. And then let, let the justice system figure out what the next steps are. However, nine, 11 minutes after they detained Mr. Floyd, he was still talking, fighting, arguing with the police officers. They actually had him in the car and then pulled him out of the car. So, again, in my opinion, if the two police officers who arrived on the scene did their job, they would have put him in the car, drove away, and Mr. Floyd would be alive. Maybe a little panicky because he had anxiety in the back of a car, but he would be alive. Derek Chauvin would have never been on the scene. May he have done something else in the future to someone else? Possibly. We don't know that. I'm sure he wasn't a good guy. I don't know enough about him to give a real opinion on it, but I'm sure he wasn't a good guy. Doesn't seem like he was a good guy. He didn't have a th the threat of a crowd attacking him. You know, I didn't know that until I saw the crowd. Made up of a couple of old people, no disrespect, a couple of kids, a non-menacing crowd. I didn't think his life was in danger or any of the police officers' life were in danger. So was he wrong? Yes. Should he have been found guilty in my opinion? Yes. But what I don't agree upon or agree with is the President of the United States coming out and giving his opinion on the matter before there is even a verdict. Maxine Walters coming out and saying that, or Waters coming out and saying that if he is found innocent, there should be riots in the streets. That's insane to me. We have, we have a law system, we have a court system, we have a police system that's in place the way it is on purpose. Innocent until proven guilty. Okay, yeah, does it always work? No. Okay, look at O.J. Simpson. I'm not going to get into details about guilt or innocence, but, you know, if, that, if the shoe was on the other foot, what do you think would have happened today if that happened? And there was reverse colors on that. The issue is with society is that people have been persecuted, different races, different religions, from the beginning of time. In my opinion today, the minority community has more opportunity and more chances for success than ever before. Is it equal to maybe the Caucasian community today? Maybe not. Is it getting better? Clearly it is. I look at when I was a kid compared to today. There's many more opportunities for the minority community to go to college, to get an education, to improve their quality of life, to get themselves out of the communities maybe that are underserved and try to help back in those communities as their success grows. So yeah, there's opportunity, there's problems, 
but there's opportunity as well. And again, people focus on the negative all the time instead of focusing on the, the positive and figuring out real actionable plans on how to make stuff happen. Politicians, in my opinion, Democrats, Republicans, they're out for themselves. Clear and simple. They don't care about us. They care about getting reelected and keeping the power. Nothing was more evident than that for me than during COVID, where I own a business that was shut down. We tried to get help from the Republicans, from the Democrats, from everybody. Nobody would even talk to us. So nobody's open for conversation. Nobody's open to talk. At that time, I concluded to myself that these politicians are out for themselves. And <laughs> it might not be a popular opinion, but it's my opinion. And I think that whole system needs to be talked about as well. But again, we're not here today on the first podcast to talk about that. I'm keeping it kind of generic today because I just want to give everybody a feel for some of the things that we will be talking about on these podcasts. No subject is off limits. The opinions are my opinions. Some may agree, some may disagree. But the great thing about our country is we all can have opinions. In other countries, we wouldn't be allowed to voice our opinions. We'd be stoned in the streets. We'd be taken by the government and never be seen again. This is a fundamental right America has, and Americans have. And people coming into this country, that's why they want to be in the greatest country in the world, which is the United States of America. So, in conclusion of my first podcast here today, just ask you some things to think about. How would you feel if that girl who was about to be stabbed in Ohio, was your daughter. How would you feel about that? Would you be thankful to a police officer for saving your daughter's life? Or your sisters? Or your granddaughters? Or your mom's life? Or would you be angry? I don't know. If that was my daughter, I'd be thankful. So the police officer killed a criminal was about to stab another girl. Tragic? Absolutely. Warranted? Absolutely. You live in New York City or any major city. Is it safe to go out at night? Is it safe to go out during the day? There are people all over the place in the streets nowadays just taking crimes to the next next level. In certain cities, you can't even hold criminals overnight for certain crimes. Think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. We in America have every opportunity to improve ourselves, to improve our children, and their children and their children. We need to keep working at it. The media, the racial divide, the sides that people take, it's not helping, it's hurting. And like I had, just one other thing I have to talk about, because I got to get this off my chest. Go back to pre-COVID, when there were the issues with the Antifa and the white supremacists. So let me tell you a story. I'm at a dinner, birthday dinner, with about 
16 people total. Myself, my children are the only conservatives at the table. Yes, I am a conservative. But like I said before, I think all politicians are greedy and out for themselves. So the issue happened in South Carolina with the white supremacists on one side, the Antifa folks on the other side. There's a death. So we were talking about that at dinner. And my comment to everybody after their emotional pitches and yells and screams to me were, why do you have to be on either side? Why can't you be in the middle like 99.9% of the population is? You don't have to be a white supremacist. You don't have to be an Antifa. You'd be someone who's neither. Well, the conversation with the liberals, I called them libertards at the time, was, no, you have to choose. And they went around the room and every person said Antifa, 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 Antifa. Come on, really? Really? Do you have to pick a side? No, you don't. You have to be normal. You have to be respectful. You have to understand that people have rights and opinions and to say you have to choose a side with something as insane as that, to this day, that still irks me. Because it goes back to the conversation. You don't need to choose a side. You need to look at each individual act that happens and you need to judge that act. You can't put everything in a, in a ball and wrap it up nicely and say, this is it. No, there are circumstances, there are differences of opinions, there's different ways to view things. But when a situation happens, look at the situation. Don't wrap everything up into one yes or no answer or one side or the other side. It's insane to me.